Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our online campus. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we're in a series called Bless Up, and we're talking about uh, keys to inviting God's blessings into our life. At the same time, we're finding out some things that might would be blocking some blessings in our life. Uh, here's the biggie that all of us must know, and that is this, that God is the source of all blessing. Amen. Go ahead and say that with me. God is the source of all blessing. If there's one thing you need to surrender, settle, get cleared up in your life is who is your source. And uh, um, your level of peace, your level of panic, all of those things are going to be tied to who is your source. And uh, I'm telling you what, you need to know and understand that God is in fact your source. And he's a good God and he's a great heavenly father. Somebody say amen today. So ultimately to be blessed to me means that you're helped by God. So whatever that area of your life that you would say, I'm blessed, that's a blessing. Uh, Behind all of that is just God helping you. And there's no single area of life that that's um, uh, attached to. It's to all areas of life. And I want you to keep a good broad definition of what blessing is. You do understand that blessing is not just a single category. There's some that would teach that blessing just has to do with finances. Let me ask you a question. Does it have Does it have to do with finances? Absolutely. But is that all it is? No, no, no. And uh, it has everything to do from sleeping well to arriving here safely. On and on and on. We're a blessed, blessed people. And and ultimately, that is the goodness of God. And we are being helped by God. Uh, We don't want to just have uh, a few blessings in life. We want to have a life that is blessed. Amen? Amen. And... um, it's actually kind of a responsibility as well as a goal that we would be a people, don't ever get tired of hearing this, that we would be a people that are becoming more and more happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that so it could be a blessing and ultimately bring glory to God. And as I've said and said and said, you, you can't be a blessing if you're not blessed. You know, you can't be a blessing if you're not blessed. And, and so that becomes a goal. It also becomes a responsibility for us. So for today, uh, I want to zero in on the idea of the cycle of blessing. The cycle of blessing. This is important that we understand that there's actually a, a, a cycle. There's a momentum that can be built um, regarding blessing. And again, this is not just so you can be blessed. It's so you can be a blessing. Not just so you can be helped, but you can be a help. And God would not only bless you, but God would bless through you as well to others around you. So let's start right here in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love him because we're very, very spiritual. Now let's read it again. We love him because what? He first loved us. He first loved us. So we could say it this way, that God started the cycle. 
He started this. We love him. And I jokingly said, because we're so spiritual. No, we love him because of his love and goodness to us. That's what turned that on for us, so to speak. And God started the cycle. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says that God demonstrated his love. He showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so even when we were estranged from God, one verse says that we're actually enemies of God. Still in that time, God started the cycle by pouring his love and goodness in that void. And he first loved us and he first loved us for this reason, so that we would love him. Because he wants our interaction with him to be relational and not robotic, He wants our interaction with him to be relational and not be religious. He wants our interaction with him to be something that we want to do, not something that we're just made to do. That this is not just a checklist of rules that we have to keep and things that we have to do, but rather it's it's interactional and it's relational with God. Bob your head if you're if you're following along with me today. So there's a reciprocal aspect to this. There's a mutual kind of uh, thing that happens in our interaction with God. We draw near to him, and what does he do? He draws near to us. We can ask and receive and seek, and we will and, and knock, and it will be open. Honor him, and he will be honored. Lightly esteem him, and he will lightly esteem us. You know, and so there's mutual. There's reciprocal. That's first... First uh, Samuel 3.20, what I just shared there, that if you honor him, he'll honor you. If you treat him lightly, lightly esteem him, he'll do the same. And so there's some interaction here. Now, God is merciful. Don't get confused on that. But we must understand that this, this relational uh, interaction with God in, involves proper responses on our part as well. So God blesses us. God is good to us. But it is not just the, the stuff and the help his goodness, his blessing to us is all about love. It's all about relationship. And ultimately, relationship requires response. Relationship requires response. You know, I'm pretty sure in about ninth grade, I decided, you know, that girl's going to be my girlfriend. I mean, you know, that's two ways, you know. Didn't know I was alive. Never found out I was alive. Are, are y'all with me? Where you see something, I'm going to marry them. Well, that may not work, you know? And so in, in everything, in everything, there has to be some kind of response. In, in relationship, it requires response. For example, husband and wife. Any husbands and wives here today? <clears throat> okay, how many of you know if you say to your husband and wife or your boyfriend, girlfriend, you say to them, I love you. And there's no response. How many of you know we have cause for concern in that moment? Okay. So it could be a number of things. Maybe they didn't hear you. Maybe they're on their phone or computer. Maybe they're mad at you. But it's cause for concern. Y'all hear me? I heard about a lady. She was in her 90s. She's a widow. And uh, she told her children, I'm going on a date. And they said, Mom, Grandma, come on, be careful. No, I'm going on a date. Okay, well, we're going to wait up for you. So she comes in and said, how was your date? And she goes, well, I had to slap him three times. 
I said, was he fresh? He said, no, I had to make sure he was alive. <laughs> uh, relationship requires response. Y'all hear me? You ever texted somebody before and then you didn't hear back? And what do you do? You get paranoid, don't you? The other day, this is no lie, the other day, probably about Wednesday or so, I had a couple, they're longtime friends, dear friends of ours, and I just hadn't seen them a little bit, and they were on my heart, and so I sent them a text, and I said, hey, you were on my heart this morning, prayed for you, miss you, love you, hope to see you soon. Nothing. Look later in the day, nothing. The next day, nothing. Next day, nothing, I thought. Did I do something? I scroll back up in the text logs. Did I offend them somehow, you know, whatever. And then yesterday, uh, I hear my phone go ding. And they said, hey, thanks for your message. Thanks for thinking of us. We're on a cruise and we don't have, you know, internet. And so, you know, there's interaction that needs to take place. We need to respond And God started it all up, and it's important that we respond. I hope you're tracking with me today. Look with me in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he had blessed you. So God been good to them. Look at this next verse. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord shall send against you in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and in want of all things. How many of you know this is not blessed? But you know what? Before they were blessed. And he said, I've been so good to you. He's talking about the children of Israel. He had been so good to them. The abundance of all things with which he had blessed them. And they couldn't even serve him with a little bit of joy and gladness in their heart. Let me share a few things that he did for them. He delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians. He parted the Red Sea miraculously. They needed food. He rained down manna, a bread type thing. Every morning they had provision. He caused water several times to come out of a rock because they were in the desert. He flew in meat. He had ravens deliver fresh meat to them. They were led by a pillar of cloud by day that not only led them but covered them from the heat and a pillar of fire by night not only to lead them, protect them, but also to warm them. Uh, It said that over the 40 years as they traveled, their feet did not swell. Their clothes did not wear out. There was no one barren among them, not even their their flocks and herds. And it says and there were none feeble among them. That's blessing. And here's what they did. They complained. Wish we were back in Egypt, then we could at least have some soup. I would have given them Egypt and soup, okay? You know, but God says, you know what? I have been so good to you, so good to you, and you couldn't even serve me with a little bit of joy and gladness. It, you know, he, his relationship, his blessing, and he needed a response, and the response he got was not what he wanted. So you know what? He withdrew. He withdrew, and so the, the interaction is disrupted, and the cycle of blessing is broken. And as you look now at this state, lack in all things, and this, this is a pretty rough situation to end up, end up in. It breaks healthy interaction. It breaks the cycle of blessing. All God wanted was for them to respond back to him. Amen? Look with me in First Chronicles 
chapter 16, verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for or because he is good. Let's read it backwards. Because he is good, you should give thanks to the Lord. Y'all here? Hey, I, I missed the hour too. Come on, get with me here. Because he's good, you need to give thanks to the Lord. That's our response back to him, for his mercy endures forever. Look with me in Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men, oh, that people would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. God just wants us to respond properly, to respond in some sense back to him. So let's look at this. God is the source of all blessing. He blesses us way more than we deserve. Um, look at the, the metaphors in Scripture. He's a heavenly father, we're his children. He's a good shepherd, we're the sheep. We're the sheep of his pasture. He takes good, good care of us. And we need to respond to that. So I want to simplify this as best we can. Let's look at a number of things. Here we go. He loves you. He loves you. He blesses you. Get this. He loves to bless you. He loves you. He blesses you. He loves to bless you. As we've shared in previous weeks, he will bless you as much as he can. But he loves to bless you. Luke 12, 32 says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The New Living Translation says it gives him great happiness to bless you. God loves to bless you. All he wants from you. You ready? Here's all he wants from you. He wants you to respond to him. That's all he wants. He wants you to respond to him. And so I want to kind of outline for us a little bit today what a proper response would be, okay? Um, how many of you, if, you're, if you were being good to your kids and they're not responding back to you, how many of you know that being good to your kids might come under review, okay? And so it's the cycle of blessing here. And so God, let's just reestablish this again. Has, has God been good to you? The worst off among us here today are better off than most people on the planet. That's the reality. That's the reality. God's been good to us. And we want, let me just ask you this, not in a selfish way, but how many of you would like for his goodness to continue in your life? Okay. And so I think this cycle of blessing we must pay attention to. Plus, let's go a little bit further and be a little deeper on this. How many of you want to be a blessing to other people? You want to be a help to other people? I want to make a difference in this world, okay? That's going to take the blessing of God as well. So this cycle of blessing we want to pay attention to. So all God wants, he loves us, he blesses us, he loves to bless us. All he wants is us to respond to him. So I've kind of outlined four Four elements, ingredients, aspects, whatever, that should be a part of how we respond back to God. And so here's, here's the first one right here, gratitude. Come on, everybody say gratitude. I think this is a given that, that as God blesses us, we acknowledge that. That's part of gratitude is we acknowledge that, hey, God has been good to me. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from my Father above. Amen? This should be active. This should be vocal. This should be thanks out loud to God that we're thanking God. I believe that gratitude is the secret sauce of a happy, healthy, vibrant Christian life is that people have gratitude. I, I know a lot of believers that don't have a lot of joy. And, and one of the things I kind of note is there's not a lot of gratitude. Seriously, the secret sauce is gratitude. Come on, somebody say gratitude today. 
Plus, I always say this as, as well. The difference between being blessed and being spoiled is being grateful. And in raising our five kids, and I have, I have five that uh, are really, I think, grateful people, uh, gracious and generous as well, that they have learned. Because when they were little ones, you know, I would tell them maybe they got a happy meal or, or I shared a french fry with them. Whatever, whatever it would be, I would, if they didn't respond, I required it of them. That if they didn't respond with some kind of thank you, I would say, and the happy children said. Because sometimes we have to be trained in some things. Some of y'all need some summer school on this. No one ever taught me. I know, that's why you're such a grump and we all love being around you. But we need to be a little more grateful. And I believe this, that active gratitude keeps you aware of God's active presence and goodness in your life. I believe that at least once or twice a day, at least once or twice a day, you need to take a little time to thank God and almost be trivial about it. Thank God for water. There are many people in our world that it is a huge labor to get any water let alone get some clean, drinkable water. How about this? Hot water. Seriously. You know, like two weeks ago, uh, I turned on some water, and it didn't turn on. I thought, oh, no. And I actually went out to my well, and I'd seen this done before, so I pulled this cover off, and there's four electrical contacts, and there was a lizard laying across it. Well, a a recently departed lizard that was laying... (laughs) laying across there. I took Gumby off of there, and I'm telling you what, it, it fired right back up, you know. I'm thankful I, I knew to do that, but I'm telling you what, I'm thankful for water, taking a shower this morning, especially losing an hour of sleep. It's like thankful for some hot water, thankful I get to eat today. Anybody planning on eating a couple times today? Oh, come on. Anybody planning on eating a couple times a day? I, I drove here this morning. My vehicle got me. I even had a vehicle. Nobody chased me. No critters chased me. Nobody shot at me. I, was, I freely came here. I didn't have to sneak in here. Y'all hear me? You need to take once or twice a day where you're taking your time. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you. Thank you for toast and thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for my family. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And so, so many people are bent on what's bent. You know, they're broken by what's broken, and that's what they focus on all the time. And we have much to be grateful for. And I think the first response to God's goodness is gratitude. Amen? Second part of our response is this. You ready? Enjoyment. That's right. You heard this in church. Enjoyment. Go ahead and read it. Enjoyment. And the root word would be? Enjoy. God blesses you, and he wants you to en- enjoy what he blesses you with. First Timothy 6, 17 says that he gives us richly all things to enjoy. John 10, 10 in the Amplified Bible said he came that we might have and enjoy, have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows, that we're to enjoy it. You know why? Because he loves us. 
You know, if I give something to my wife or my kids or my grandkids, say at birthday or Christmas or whatever, I want them to enjoy it. I, want, I don't want them to, well, where's that what I got you? I don't know. I broke it. I traded it. Gave it away. Lost it. That doesn't bless me. But what blesses me is great, great to see them sitting, enjoying what, what you have given. And here's the real deal. Because what God blesses you with, here's why you should enjoy it. It's a foretaste of heaven. It's a foretaste of heaven. He wants you to actually have some enjoyment. Religion tries to strip and drain the enjoyment out of everything. And you need to understand that God blesses you. Enjoy. Well, what about, what about relax? We'll get to that. But first of all, enjoy. Be grateful and then enjoy. And here's the third part of our response, and it should be this. Contentment. Contentment. Come on, say contentment this morning. Contentment's not the same as enjoyment. Contentment is more of a state of being. It frees you from anxiety, from worry, from envy. It brings you into a place of rest and security and stability. It has everything to do with who your source is. And see, when I know that God will take care of me, he's always taking care of me. You know, sometimes in some of our leadership meetings here, you know, we'll be talking about this, and that's going to cost that much, and we're going to have to do this and this and this. And you start to look at all of that, and I just have this sense of contentment and security on the inside, just a sense of peace. And it's like, we're coming up on 29 years of this church. And I think as long as we seek him, he's always provided. He's always provided. He'll take care of this. And with my family and my children, my grand, he, I, I just have this sense of contentment. It's rest. It's peace. It's, it's security. Why? Because he's my source. None of this is based on what the market does or not or the price of gas or who's voted in or out. This, I, God supersedes all of that. And when I understand that he is my source and he's blessing me, he's been good to me my whole life, then you can be content in him. Amen? So he's so good to us. We should be grateful. We should enjoy. We should be content. And fourthly, generosity. Come on, everybody say generosity. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 8, freely you have received, freely give. The message paraphrase, it says, you've been treated generously, so now live generously. God blesses us, and we're to be generous. God blesses us, and we're to share. We're to share. We're to be grateful. We're to enjoy. We're to be content, but we're also, God blesses us so that we can also give and share to others. Anything less, anything else than these four responses I think disrupts the cycle of blessing for our life. Think about it. If God blesses you and you ignore that, or you show ingratitude for that, or you start to complain about that, you know, I think it kind of turns the tables a little bit. Or you start to become stingy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, this was written for the instruction of all of us, that the children of Israel, though God had been good to them, they discontentedly complained been so good and they discontentedly complained and you know what god the 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 cycle blessing stopped it even it even says that twenty three thousand fell that day and i don't think that that was god saying i think it was god removing blessing off of them 
And so it's super important that we continue to respond to God. In Romans chapter 1, it says that they failed to acknowledge God as God. And then they stopped giving him thanks. Gratitude shut out. We watch in the next few verses a digression that takes place of 22 sins, a digression. And it leads to ruin, not of individuals, uh, only of individuals, but ruin of, of culture and families and everything else. And how did it happen? How did that digression take place? That's not blessing. How did that take place? Because they stopped acknowledging God. They stopped being grateful to God. In a, in a nutshell, they stopped responding to the goodness of God. And so what you and I must do is continue to respond. God is good to me, and I must respond to that. And in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, one place, there's several places. And let me just make this statement. God God wants to bless you so much, it is dangerous. Let me explain. God blesses us so much, it comes with warnings. We find in Deuteronomy 8, one place, where it says, beware. Everybody say, beware. Beware. How many of you know if you're walking along and all of a sudden you see a sign that says, beware, you better read it. You know, because we don't know. Dinosaurs, angry landowner, we we don't know what's ahead. And so, beware. If you're about to dive into a little lake and there's a sign that says, beware, you better read that. I don't know if it's hippos or bacteria, but you better read that, okay, so that you don't do that. Well, God gives these warnings and he says, beware. Everybody say, beware. And he says this. He says, in the day that I blessed you so much, and I'm paraphrasing, and he says, and you have your houses and you have your land and you have your herds and your flocks and your kids and your silver and your gold. And you have favor and you are well fed. Beware. Say it again. Beware. He said, beware in that day that you don't forget that it was me that did it for you. Because he said, in the day that you forget it was me that did it for you, I'm done. It's over. Which means this, the cycle breaks. I mean, think of it as a parent. You know, if if your kids are being rude and disrespectful and wrong and disobeying you don't say kids come on down i want to give you cash and prizes because you're so rotten no god's not going to spoil you he's not going to spoil he won't do that because spoil is bad we don't eat spoiled meat god doesn't want spoiled kids he wants grateful kids He just wants us to respond. You have no idea how good God wants to be. You have no idea how good God has been to you. And what is so vitally important is you and I. Well, I've had tough breaks and this and this and this and that. Yeah, but think where you would be had it not been for the Lord who was on our side. God has been good to us. Amen. All right, real quick, I'm going to try to just draw this out because I want to get this into our hearts and into our minds. So here's God. Here's you. Say, there's me. And here's others. And so we've got God and you and others. And God is the source. Okay? God is the source. And God loves us and God blesses us and he will bless you. He loves to bless you. He'll bless you as much as you can as he can. So when blessing comes to me, here's what I need to do. I need to respond. Everybody say respond. And the first way that I I respond is gratitude. Gratitude. Now watch this. 
I offer gratitude to God. I thank God. But I should also understand this. I need to offer some gratitude to people because God uses people. You just thought the devil used people. God uses people. Blessings come through relationship. Come on, y'all. God wants to use you. He wants to bless through you. And so when blessings come to your life, however that is, favor, provision, whatever it would be, first of all, you thank God, but also you need to thank some people around you. The second response to this is to enjoy. You know, you don't need to be feeling guilty that God would bless you. He's given you this to enjoy. He wants you to be happy. He's just trying to give you a little foretaste, foretaste of, what, of what heaven would be like. And so enjoy and let God know this, this makes me happy. If you went into work tomorrow and your boss said, we're doubling your pay and cutting your hours. How many of you that make you a little bit happy? And I'm not saying that's going to happen. If it does, let me know, though, okay? Okay? But if, if, that, if that happened, that'd make you happy. You know, that's, that's a blessing. And you'd be happy and you'd say, thank you. And you'd walk around with a little bit of smile on your face. The Bible actually says, lift up your countenance, all you saints of God. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. We should be a happy people. So there should be a little bit. Blessed people, it should kind of show up. Right now we got about 20 blessed here. I'm joking you. So God blesses you. Gratitude, enjoyment contentment, and that's more this inward thing, stability, security, God's my source. You don't panic. You don't worry. You don't envy. God's got me. And you know what? God can sense that, and you express that to God. And then lastly, generosity. And you're to be generous back to God. You can never repay God. You can never outgive God. It's not about that. It's a response back to God. And you should also be generous to others that are around you. Now, watch what God will do. God always blesses the grateful. You know, if you have three children and uh, one of them is grateful and the, others, the other two are still complaining, who are you most likely to let them lick the spoon for, of the cake batter? Okay, okay, that, that's a good reward. How many of you know that's a good reward? People don't do that anymore, but that's a good reward. But see, God always blesses the grateful and when you make it your business to be generous, God will always make sure that you are able to be generous. Now, what happens, hopefully then, that others, as they see the goodness of God, as gratitude and generosity comes to others, they too are grateful, enjoying, content, and generous. And you know what? They're giving gratitude, generosity to God. They're giving gratitude and generosity to others. And you know what you end up with? A big blessing mess. But this is the thing. I want to be living in a blessing mess. I want to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I want the people of God. I want the people of Meadowbrook to be so blessed. But you won't stay blessed unless you keep responding back to God and staying in that cycle. And I'm telling you what, you'll be the happiest, most, most gracious, helping people. I'm telling you what, it just fill you up and then you fill out for others as well. Amen. Yeah. 
And so it's a response to God. I'll ask you again, has God been good to you? Then it better be heard, it better be seen, it better be felt because of the goodness of God. Don't you dare for half a second cross your arms and think, I earned this, I did this. You know, you can hear the engine shutting down on the cycle of blessing. It's not the place that you want to be. Let me read one last scripture and then we'll close today. Hebrews chapter 13. Therefore, by him, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. That means you can hear it. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Watch this. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Amen. Amen. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. Come on, say it. I am blessed. And make sure that you keep responding back to your holy God. Hey, and not just when you pray over your meals. I mean, it needs to be on your tongue and in your mind and in your heart and in your actions as you go. Let God know. Let people know all around you. God is so good to me. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right. Good deal. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.